This is the Plant Fueled Podcast. My name is Cass Warbeck. I'm a medical student, plant-based athlete, and vegan lifestyle advocate. This podcast is all about bringing you conversations to optimize your health and elevate your performance. Hey, everyone. My guest today is an incredible woman named Crystal DeGroote. Crystal is a former professional tennis player and co-founder of Your Super, a successful direct-to-consumer superfood supplement company that makes plant-based powders and delivers them to health-conscious eaters around the world. What really makes this company special, however, is the backstory. Your Super was essentially born following a shocking cancer diagnosis to Crystal's husband, Michael. Although his cancer was successfully treated with medical therapy, it was the power of plant-based nutrition and plant-based superfoods that restored his true health and wellness. And now, Crystal and her husband are releasing their first book, titled Your Super Life, with the intention of making plant-based eating easy, healthy, delicious, and accessible. Beyond this, Crystal is a woman's health activist, a plant-based health coach and yoga teacher, and is certified in plant-based nutrition from E. Cornell University. She has been named one of Forbes 30 Under 30 and Inc. Magazine's 30 Under 30 and holds a bachelor's degree in finance and accounting and a master's degree in management. In this conversation, we discuss the difference between not being sick and being healthy, the benefits of incorporating superfoods into your diet, even if you're already eating mostly whole food plant-based, the unique benefits of several superfoods, including matcha, one of my personal favorites, why you should count plants, not calories, and honestly, so much more. This was a really fun conversation, and I'm definitely feeling inspired to level up my plant-based superfood game. Please enjoy this one. Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for being here. I know this is a pretty busy, exciting time for you. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Uh, it is a busy time. Um, the book is coming out. Your super life book is coming out next week already, which is crazy. Uh, and for anyone listening, it might be already out. So <laughs> <laughs> amazing. We're going to get into all that. I have so many things I want to ask you, but first I'm really curious, where exactly are you calling in from today? Where are you recording from? Yeah, I'm right now in New York. Um, and we are this year a little bit all over the place, actually. So we don't have a house right now, which kind of sounds funny because we do just got a baby, but we're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but in transition phase and trying to figure out where do we want to live next? We've been in LA for the last four years. You might hear from my ex and I'm actually from Holland. And um, yeah, we're figuring it out. We might go to Portugal after this. So we're everywhere like one or two months because I think you really need to like be somewhere for a little Mm -hmm. bit to kind of just get a feel for it and then we'll see where we end up. Wow. That's so exciting. Have you ever been up to Canada? I'm curious. I haven't, which is great. It kind of (laughs) sounds weird. I'm like, I have been to so many countries and I'm like somehow, well, that's not true. I made one emergency landing last year (laughs) (laughs) in Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. So I had an emergency landing there because someone had a heart attack in the flight and uh, I'll leave it at that. He, I think he survived, but like (laughs) it was a crazy flight to Europe. We had to stop there. And I was like, so I, Kind of a little bit in there. I feel like that doesn't completely count. So you should try and make your way back here sometime. We have beautiful mountains out on the West Coast. So um, (laughs) we would welcome you. Um, Okay. But so you have the book coming out. Um, You have a fascinating backstory. So and you're obviously um, the co-founder of a very successful superfood company as well. So I think it might be helpful to just take a step back. And I would love to hear about the backstory behind your super. So your your company that you founded and what was the inspiration behind its creation? Yeah, so very personal story, actually, and reason also why we do what we do. Uh, so if I say we, uh, I talk with my co-founder, Michael, who was uh, back then my boyfriend, now my husband. Um, 
And he had cancer when he was 24. I was 22 at the time. And um, it was just such an aha moment, right? Where he, you know, like, first of all, you're 24. You think you're on top of the world. Nothing mm-hmm. can hit you. And then, you know, it does happen. And he uh, he went for chemo. And I was just like such a health nut already. And then I watched a movie, Forks Over Nice, while he was going for chemo. And they talk a lot about, you know, like how you can reduce your, you know, your chances of getting cancer uh, by eating a plant-based diet. And it was just such a no-brainer to me. I was like, okay, so you're basically telling me, okay, I cannot control everything, right? But there are pieces that I can control in my life. And what I eat is one of them. And uh, so I turned plant-based the next day. (laughs) So then I wasn't even crazier health nut. (laughs) And with that, I... Michael finished his chemo. I think he was really into the survival mode, right? But at, coming out, you know, after chemo, you're cancer-free, not healthy. And that's kind of where I was like, okay, so we're going to do this detox. And I had this cabinet full with all the different types of superfoods. I had like maca, spirulina, corella, all the crazy names. And I was like, okay, I want you to, you know, you know buy all of these. And he's like, what is it? This is expensive. Um, like he really like didn't get it. So I had this mm-hmm. empty jar for a bunch of different things together. And I said, okay, whatever you do, just take this every single day. It was a lot of the different greens, very similar to our super green mix nowadays. And um, from there, really, you know, like he started to have all the smoothies and the the plant-based salads and all these different things. And he just started to feel so good, right? And as he, well, he's German, right? Very meat-heavy German. And it was like, oh, there's this whole different way of eating and actually feel so good. And, you know, what are actually all these superfoods? And he realized it's nothing new, right? Like if you look at Eastern medicine, if you look at Ayurveda, if you look, look at South America, that's where most of these, you know, ingredients come from. And that's where, you know, food as medicine has have, has been used for thousands of years. And all we're really doing with, you know, our company or super is just, you know, showing people and kind of resurfacing, you know, some of that knowledge again and just making it easier for people by mixing them together. And the reason we really started the company is that, you know, we just felt so good and we're like, okay, there are a lot more Michaels in this world, right? Of people who Mm -hmm. want to eat more plants, who want to be healthier, but don't really know where to start. Um, And superfoods are just a really easy way of adding more goodness to your diet. Um, Where, you know, with all everything we've done over there, this is already... It's 10 years ago they hit cancer. This is a long time. <laughs> I'm getting older. Um, and from there, basically, uh, you know, like we always got the question of like, but how do I make an oatmeal? Or how do I make, what do you have for lunch? Like, what do you have for dinner? Like, how do you do this? And, and that's really where we're like, hey, let's, you know, let's write a cookbook. And it has been a two-year project of really, you know, everything we've learned along our journey from the last 10 years of like, can we write that down and just like make it easier for people to eat more plants? Yeah, no, you guys are doing incredible things on so many, in so many different areas. I would like to just kind of touch back on one thing that you'd mentioned is that um, going through his cancer treatment, it was primarily like he was treated with Western medicine, I am understanding and um, supposedly cancer free from a Western medicine point of view. But there was a difference between being cancer free and actually being feeling healthy and feeling like himself again. Um, Because if I'm not mistaken, you guys were both you met as pro tennis players, right? Yeah, so like, I okay. we both played te- uh, college tennis, mm-hmm. and um, I, I mean, I grew up playing lots of tennis, way, hit way too many mm-hmm. balls, <laughs> as, <laughs> as did he, and you're right, there is such a big difference, right? And I think that holds true for a lot of people, just because you're not sick doesn't mean you're at your optimal health, mm-hmm. right? And just because you're cancer-free 
doesn't mean you're actually healthy and it doesn't mean right that you're like and what does healthy even mean right healthy is more to me at least it's more than not being sick like being healthy means you have all the energy in you know in your life what that you can do whatever you want to do and where your heart you know where your passions and just Mm -hmm. like you know just have that energy to do all that um and healthy also right which a lot of people think healthy is also not oh i'm skinny Two different True. things also, right? Where a lot of women would be like, oh, I'm healthy. Like, look, I'm like skinny and therefore I'm healthy. It's like, no, no, like also two different things that start focusing on like what actually, what does true health really mean? That's actually a really good place to start from. And then to think about, okay, what is it that I need to do more of to be healthy? Not even necessarily what shouldn't I do? Because I mm-hmm. think there's so much focus of like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And I cannot, oh, I shouldn't do that. And just focusing what you shouldn't be doing actually almost makes you want to do it more, right? So it's like, okay, let's just start focusing on what do we actually need more of? And if you look at the data, it's like nine out of 10 people don't eat enough fruit and vegetables every single day, which is crazy, mm-hmm. right? And this is the minimum required amount. We're not even talking about the optimum amount. And so I think for most people, a great place to start is of like, how can I start integrating you know, more fruit and vegetables a wider variety, right? Because you eat a wider variety of fruit and vegetables, you have a wider variety of nutrients um, and, and see what happens. And like, you know, like we, we one of our most popular products is like a program really, it's like a five-day detox. So we also have a detox program in our book um, where people do this for five days and feel like a completely new person, right? So sometimes like we think we need to do this crazy change for a really long time to, you know, feel something, but like you can actually make a really big impact pretty quickly um, and remember that you are what you eat, right? Every three months you have a new liver. Um, every seven to ten years, all your cells are actually renewed, right? So your body is constantly also renewing itself. So, like what you do today, it it really matters. Yeah, no, I love that. Everything you're talking about. And I think people don't understand how much that they can control by doing all these little things correctly. And just um, going back to your book, I was able to, I don't have the copy yet, but I was able to read through a lot of the preview on Amazon, which everyone should do. But um, even just in the preview, you're talking about how I think uh, the World Health Organization says that 30 to 50% of all cancers are avoided can be avoided by just some of these lifestyle factors. So eating fruits and vegetables, not smoking, physical activity, all these things that I think everyone inherently knows we should be doing, but then some people just don't know where to start. And then I think people have been feeling so, they forget what feeling optimal and feeling great means. They might not be sick in like a diagnosis sense, but they're not feeling as good as they could be. And I think that's why like what you guys are doing is so incredible because you're helping people get to that next level of performance, whether that's in a sport or just um, showing up as their best self in their day-to-day life. Yeah. And I think in sports also, right. I, what is so interesting, uh, even with sports, it's so often about recovery as well, mm-hmm. right? Like actually the faster you recover. And I think that's very true in life too. Like you had a busy day, Right. But if you actually eat the right things, if you sleep the right way, if you move your body, if you do all those things to like support yourself, you actually can do it the next day all over again. Right. Without needing all the caffeine and every, all the stimulants to kind of keep you together and keep going. So, and I think with sports, it's the same. Like if you eat the right things, you can reduce your recovery time. So you can go crazy in the next training again and get stronger. So I think it's just, it's so, it's so interesting. And, um, I think it is all the little things. And I think anyone listening is like, okay, but where do I start? It's like, you don't have to change everything at once. 
right? Like even like you can start just with your diet and then even you don't have to change your whole diet at one time. Just say, maybe only start with just changing your breakfast. Maybe you say, hey, I want to eat plant-based, but only like three days a week and not seven days a week right away, right? Just like start with small steps. And I think one thing I somehow like that I kind of realized is that everyone makes five to 10 meals on repeat. Mm-hmm. And we have this arsenal where we keep coming back to, right, at the end of the day when you're tired and you just kind of want to make something real quick. And it's like, really consciously think about what those meals are, right? And start swapping them out one by one and find alternatives, right? If you right now have a pasta with like, I don't know, a whole bunch of like cheese and different things, which you really love, and it just makes you feel really good. It's like, okay, what about if you you would use nutritional yeast and we would like pack all, like hide all those veggies in tomato sauce. And then, you know, maybe you have the gluten-free pasta because it's easier for you to digest. And suddenly you have this amazing pasta, but it's better for you, right? And you have this new recipe in your arsenal. And it's just like, let's build your little arsenal of recipes that you keep making and that are just really make you feel really good also in the long term. And um, we have a hundred recipes in a book, but you don't have to make all hundred of them. Like even if you find five that become your absolute favorites, you're like, I'm like, great. That's fantastic. That's yeah. No, that's so cool. Um, Okay. So the book, it's got over a hundred recipes in it. And is the premise like, I guess, can you just try and um, talk a little bit about it? So do people, and, and then I'd like to come back and discuss superfoods a little bit more, but yeah. the recipes in the book, are they like all plant-based recipes, like whole food plant-based recipes with some superfoods added in? Or like, does someone need to have all these superfoods in their pantry in order to make your recipes? Um, so it's basically all whole food plant-based recipes uh, mm-hmm. and the superfoods are always optional. Um, so if you don't have any superfoods at home, you can basically make all the recipes because I think that's really important. Um, the superfoods are just add-ons. And I think uh, a lot of people who use superfoods tend to just put them in smoothies. And I kind of want to show you also of like, hey, your moringa powder, your greens powder, if it's not sweetened, right? Um, especially if you have the singulars, like we don't sweeten our powders. You can also actually add them to your pasta sauce. Or hey, you can add some of the really powerful mushroom powders in your mushroom risotto. So it's just showing like what superfoods, we actually discuss the top 25 superfoods and like, what are the benefits? Where do, where do they come from? And then just showing you, right, depending on what, you know, you don't need to use 25 different superfoods, right, at once, like, but to understand, okay, what does your body need? What do you need more of? What are some of the health benefits you're looking for? And to start incorporating some of them, you can use our mixes where we pre-mix some of them, but also if you want to use singular superfoods, you can totally do that as well. Um, so that's what you find in the book. Um, basically amazing recipes where you optionally can use the superfoods. Um, but then it's also 80 pages of, uh, you know, meal plans are in there. Your super way of eating is in there. Um, we have pages for how to, uh, we call them how to pages where it's basically, um, five steps of making recipes, like the five steps of making a curry or the five steps of making your own pasta with like, no matter what veggies you have in your kitchen, uh, right. But teaching you to basically create your own recipes. Um, so there's a lot in there and I hope like, I feel like it's going to be your go-to guide in your kitchen, right. If you want to start eating more plants, it's not just for plant-based people, but really simple recipes for anyone who just wants to eat more plants. That sounds amazing. I think we should maybe define what a superfood is or what a superfood is to you, because yeah. I think this term gets thrown around and so many things get labeled with superfood, but what, how do you define it? And what, I guess, criteria do certain foods have to make to be counted on your list? 
Yeah. Um, we, so we talk about this too. I think in really short sense, superfoods is something that's, you know, highly nutrient dense and has specific health benefits. Um, so I, you know, some of the things in the list might be a maca, right? Which is not an everyday food we find in our, you know, well, now we find them in our supermarket, but not fresh, uh, right? Which is super powerful, used to improve for thousands of years uh, for hormone balance. And for energy, right? So like it's it's those kind of often very powerful plants, right? Um, and it's not to say that the broccoli you're eating, right? And all those other, you know, amazing fruit and vegetables are not important. I think all fruit and veggies actually are in a way superfoods. If you look at what nowadays, nowadays is considered food, right? If you walk into a supermarket and look at 80% of the products there, all the, you know, the process and packaged stuff. I'm like, well, any fruit and vegetable that's laying here fresh is actually a superfood compared to all the other stuff there, right? Let's just be honest. Um, but yeah, it's really just something that really has, you know, highly nutrient dense and actually has specific health benefits. And um, I think it's very highly concentrated, right? So because also why powder, right? Like some of the ingredients we use, we can just not get fresh, right? As the e-berries, we cannot get fresh, uh, maca powder, we cannot get fresh. Uh, a shatavari root that's also very good for hormones. Um, you don't want to eat fresh. Cannot get it fresh. <laughs> don't want to eat it fresh. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so what happens is that you know those different roots, and sometimes they're leaves, sometimes they're fruits, right? Veggies, sometimes they're seeds. They're basically naturally dried uh, right after harvesting, right? You harvest them ripe, you naturally dry them. They're mostly pulverized right away. And that's when they then come either to the US or to Europe. We also produce in Europe. And that's where then everything is mixed together, basically, uh, for your super. Um, and it's just a really easy way, um, yeah, one teaspoon, right, of berry powders, a handful of berries. Because sometimes we don't realize how much is yeah. actually in this little bit and how little you actually need. Okay. That, that helps. Thank you. So I guess it's fair to say that someone might be following a whole food plant-based diet with all these, the regular foods in their supermarket, but, and they might be feeling good, but with the addition of some of these like superfoods based on their specific goals, they could feel even better essentially is my understanding. Yeah, they totally might. And I think also important to realize is that most people don't follow a whole food plant-based diet and eat enough and eat and even if you eat a whole food plant-based diet there are days where i don't eat all the salad i know i should be eating and all mm -hmm. the greens right so then having you know some greens powder that i can whether it's mix it in my quick berry smoothie or hide it in my pasta just to make sure i get more greens and we all need more greens right it's it's just a very convenient way of adding more um, because with the lives we, and I, people always ask me, it's like, but I'm growing my own dandelion in my backyard and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. Why would I need this? I'm like, well, maybe, you, maybe you actually don't, right. But you're not living like how most people are living their lives. So I think it's just, it doesn't mean everyone needs it, but like, I think if I speak for a majority of people, we're busy. We don't have time to cook. We definitely don't have time to grow our own foods and like to always eat all the salads and all the fruit and veggies we should be eating, right? So it's just a very easy way of adding more. Okay. Um, and you had mentioned that I think in the book that you have specific recipes for specific goals or certain health benefits. So if maybe someone wants to improve their sleep or their energy or digestion. Um, and then based on maybe their individual goal, then you have recommendations for what superfoods they would be trying to get more of essentially, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So basically we picked 25 like superfoods that are, uh, can just be very beneficial mm -hmm. and broke them down in different categories. 
Um, so I just mentioned two, right? Like Maka, Shatavari are amazing. Shatavari is actually from India, so very used in Ayurveda for a long time. So Maka and Shatavari are both great for hormone health um, and balancing hormones. And if I think about, there are a lot of females out there, whatever phase of life you are, right? Where yep. we can use some help with balancing our hormones. Um from because from stress or sometimes it's just changes we go through in life like it, it just helps to have that um have that little bit extra support because actually um if you think about menopause or if you think about pms right those are not things that should be actually or they don't have to be i know for a lot of women they are but you know like i even had it right pms like it really like i really had pms and i had so much pain in my back and i was like Hey, is this normal? We often think it's normal, where, where hey, it's actually not. Um, and then looking at like, okay, what is out there in nature that can help me, right? Because I didn't want to just like a lot of doctors are right away. Oh, you should just go on a pill and then it doesn't hurt anymore. Or you should do, you know, like there's so many like medications right away or like a lot of women just take painkillers, right? And I understand, by the way, this can be very painful and they actually prove that period cramps are basically feel like having a heart attack. So most men out there, you would die having your period. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm side-grading, but no, I like true. it. <laughs> and... Um, and it's, yeah, it's just interesting. And I think it's just realizing then going back to nature where you're like, oh, actually there are those, you know, some of those, right, chaseberry uh, is not something we use, but it's another amazing herb actually that's, you know, is used and can really help with hormone health. So there's just, there's a lot out there in nature and our book doesn't list all the thousands of things that are out there, but it's like, it's a starting point for some of the things that I know you also have access to, right? Because in Chase Berry, you might be like, okay, where am I even going to see that? Right. So like some of the things I know you probably will have access to, and you can figure out how to buy as well, uh, no matter where you live. And um, yeah, to start helping you with whatever your journey is and whether that's hormone health, whether that's more your immunity building, right? You know, different categories, how, uh, how you can improve your health. Very, very cool. Um, I would love to talk about a few of them in detail. Obviously, we won't have time to talk about all 25. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple that I think I'm particularly interested in that I'd like to hear about maybe some of your favorites. Yeah. But um, one that I'm just thinking of right now uh, is matcha. And I'm already a huge fan of matcha. I do my matcha lattes every morning. But can you maybe just talk about some of the health benefits of matcha and why it might be better than just drinking green tea? Yeah. Um, so I always love to start actually also with the history, right? Because okay. again, it's not new. So matcha, super interesting, uh, origin Japan. Um, and then, you know, it has been used actually, that's kind of the story behind it is used by monks to meditate better. Right. Mm -hmm. So like matcha is not just like more energy. I think it really gives you this focus. Uh, I always like to say it's more of like an inner energy where if I think about Guryana, which is another, um, you know, um, it's a seed actually that gives you a lot of energy, but that's like out energy. And matcha is more like just like, I want to sit down, just get everything done and just feel amazing. So like kind of calm and energy at the same time. And uh, why matcha is so matcha basically, right? Green tea leaves, as you mentioned, but it's basically the whole leaves are pulverized and you're drinking the whole leaf, right? So super high in antioxidants, actually. Um, it's lower in caffeine and coffee, uh, but it has a longer effect, right? So like, I think it's four, if I say correctly, four to six hours. And uh, where, you know, caffeine, you have this crazy spike and then it kind of just drops again. So like, it's it's a lot more like of a grounding, calming, but like good, solid energy that you're getting. Um, 
so yeah that's matcha um, perfect and, and so you say it comes from japan so the best sources are from japan yeah okay yeah and i always obviously green tea grows in other countries too right mm-hmm. but i there is something that we've always done is to really look at like what is the origin and where if kind of like a lot of ingredients we use where have they been used already for a long time and like kind of traditionally and that's where we like to like get them okay and is there a difference between because i've seen in stores some matches quite like I don't want to say cheap because it's still expensive, but it's more affordable than I guess other grades of matcha. And what is the actual difference? And is there a difference in the quality and what you're getting from these different grades of matcha? Yeah. uh, So you, there definitely is. And the way you're going to know is the taste, right? Mm -hmm. So the lower grades are actually a lot more bitter. And if you have a very high grade ceremonial matcha, it's actually very, like it's almost sweet, which is kind of crazy, but it tastes very, very different. Um, effect wise, if you think about the energy aspect, pretty similar, it's not that you're going to get less or more energy from one or the other. Um, so I would say that is more similar. It's, it's really big actually in the taste. And then the color is very different too, right? So if you look at the ceremonial grade, it's like so vibrant green, vibrant <laughs> green. it's so beautiful. And then the lower grades, they're leaning a little bit more to like a, like almost like a yellowish green, like the very lower, lower grades, because there's so, because I've, I've kind of seen them all next to each other. The very, the lowest of the lowest grade, you can mostly not even buy singular. They used to tend to use it more in food products mm. uh, or bake with it, for example. Right. Um, so it's, it's super interesting. And matcha is so fascinating because um even like the the whole process of making, you know, the, the pulverizing the tea and everything, a lot there's only certain, at least where we got our matcha, certain uh, masters who are allowed to hand grind the matcha. And like it's just so it's so fascinating. And I think Japan isn't that I haven't been and it's so high on my list, but right, the traditions there around tea and mm-hmm. it's just beautiful, right? How they also have tea ceremonies and everything. And I'm just like, I want to do all the tea ceremonies. I know there's like such a ritual around it. It makes it yeah. just seem like they're, they're not just making a tea. It's like, it's an event and it it's more meaningful. And I don't know. I like that. I think we just rush through our days too much sometimes. Yeah. And I think, right. That's a good lesson for all of us is that um, whether that's with your matcha or whether that's with your tea, but also with the foods you're making, mm-hmm. right? Like what you consume and what you make, it's, it's energy as well. And I think if you, you know, take time to cook something and to prepare something for yourself, that's you put the energy yourself in the food. And I personally always feel better when I cook something myself and eat it mm-hmm. than when I pick up from, you know, a random place. And it's like, even in a restaurant, I always feel that this is going to get a little woo-woo, but the, if you're in a restaurant that where everyone is stressed and everything needs to go fast, you can taste it. If you're in a restaurant where the energy is just so good and it feels peaceful and they're just like, you just feel the love kind of that they're putting into the food. You're like, just because of that, the food already tastes better. Right. And, um, someone ever mentioned to me, it's like, they call it vitamin L, right. Vitamin love. Right. Of to actually take the act of just like putting love in your food. And it's on a, like your body's absorbing that too. So I think that's that's just something for everyone to maybe start paying attention to and to see if you feel the difference. Um, and I think uh you might now, right? Because it mm-hmm. took me a long time too, but like I feel like the more I kind of started paying attention, I'm like, no, this actually this didn't make me feel good. Oh, this made me feel good. And that's just an important thing. It's like, how do you feel after eating certain things and start, you know, paying attention to that? 
Yeah, no, that's very important. And thank you for bringing that up. I think we don't think about that too much. So yeah, yeah, good to be mindful for sure. <laughs> um, okay, we should move on from matcha. I yes. would like to ask you about, <laughs> I know, I would like to ask you about acai. Um, yeah. And I think, am I saying it correctly first off? Yeah. Okay. Great. And I, I, all I know is I think it's a berry and I think it's from Brazil, but I would it love is. if you would um, tell me more. Yeah. So acai from Brazil, it's a berry. Um, it's uh, very, so actually we were in Brazil because we love visiting actually whenever we can. Uh, we haven't done so much during the pandemic, but love visiting our farmers. And basically it grows on a palm tree. Uh, the berry itself, pretty small. I would say like maybe half an inch or something. And what's interesting is from the half inch berry, it's like 90% seeds. <laughs> so it's very thin little layer of berry and skin around it. So you need to, you know, to make some acai uh, puree often they, you know, they kind of like, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but they kind of like roll it, right. To get the, the berry, like from the, from the seed up. Um, and uh, to make like the puree in Brazil itself, you have basically uh, acai puree. It's very funny. They actually have this kind of drink and it's almost like a, it's like thicker. It's almost like an acai soup, like a bowl, I guess. But they have it next to their savory food because acai mm. is actually very bitter. It's so high in antioxidants, right? It's a very purple berry. Um, and they have it just uh, next to their plate with rice and veggies and, you know, like whatever <laughs> they're eating. Um, how we know acai, very different, right? Like we know it more in a sweeter bowl and everything. Um, but yeah, acai powder or where you, whether you have, right, the frozen acai packs. Um, I think it's a fantastic berry, super high in antioxidants. It's also actually very high in uh, omegas, right? So omega-3 uh, as well as six and nine. So just a really filling, very, I don't know, it just makes you feel very good. Uh, I think it's great for your skin. Uh, everyone there in the jungle looked fantastic. And let me tell you, they're not using any creams. I'm always like, your skin looks so good. What do you do? <laughs> tell me all your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what cream do you use? And they're like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. I like that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. I love that you actually travel to these places too and actually see where your your superfoods and your things are being sourced from. I think that's so important. Like it's so important. And I think it's a reminder for everyone, right? It's like just because maybe some of the superfoods you're eating are in powder. There goes so much love and so much energy in growing those foods, in harvesting those foods. And, um, and like with anything, it's the same if you go to the farmer's market and you want to understand where something comes from. I think that holds true with everything you eat. And it's not super easy, right, in the world we live. But whenever you can, right, just try to think about it. And just like, even just before you eat it, just thinking it. It's like, thank you for like all the hard work actually that went into this. Yeah. Um, is it, is it actually true? I've heard that because things have to be dehydrated and they have to be stored properly and they have to be made into a form that's easily transportable and we can store it. Is, is it very important that this process is done correctly? Um, so that the antioxidants and the benefits aren't lost. Like, I guess what I'm asking is if you have a company that's doing this process poorly versus a company, maybe like, like yourself that is overseeing every step of this process, are you getting more out of an acai powder that's gone through a very meticulous process versus yeah. one that was maybe not, um, not as much thought put into the processing? I, I think so. I think so. I've tasted a lot of acai powders along the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
and a lot of different like superfoods, right? So even if we, you know, think about like, hey, we need to find um, a matcha powder or hey, we need to find a wheatgrass we like. Like we start like obviously with asking everything we want to know. We have this huge form of everything. We want to understand how to grow it, like all those things. Uh, we always want to have the option to visit, but also like actually the the taste, right? Already say so much. I've tasted so many SAE powders. Just, just some simply just don't taste good. I don't know what they do. But I'm like, this doesn't actually taste like acai, right? And then there are other ones, the one we have that just feels so still rich in flavor and just like you really truly still taste the acai. And like, just because it's a powder doesn't mean it should be tasteless, right? It should still taste like the actual ingredients. Um, I think with berries, you always want to freeze dry. It's very important um, because you actually maintain more of the nutrients, right? Um, but it's it's 100% matters. And I think that matters whether that's a superfood powder or any other food you eat. It matters who is growing your food, right? And how it's handled along the way. And like, yes, also your fruit and veggies that you might buy in Whole Foods. Like it it matters also, right? It, it all matters. Okay. Yeah, no, I guess like when you think about it, it's like, of course it matters, but it's yeah. just trying to learn more about the process, right? And sometimes yeah. you see like little packages on sale at the supermarket, but then I'm wondering like, is it even worth me consuming this if it's not like, is there any value in it left, you know? And, you know, like, and that is so hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously we live in a world where, and obviously I also go, you know, buy some other products too. And I think in the end of the day, like you can always try it, taste it. And just also like trust, it sounds True. so simple, but your just intuition. trust trust your taste and your intuition. And again, like also afterwards, does it make me feel good or not? Or I don't know. I think there's a lot of things in life where you can trust your intuition more. Um, and it doesn't always need to be the logical and reasoning everything and trying to, you know, investigate everything. It's just like, just trust, you know, trust your own gut instinct. Perfect. Um, can I ask you about wheatgrass? Yes. <laughs> yeah, a very popular one. Um, it's funny. My uh, boyfriend actually wants to start growing wheatgrass. So I feel like I need to I ask you about that. it. <laughs> um, so oh, I have so much to say about wheatgrass. Uh, I'll try to keep it short, but so (laughs) wheatgrass, um, I think has been used also for many years, but there's an amazing woman called Anne Wickmer. Uh, She was uh, um, in the 50s, she found out, uh, like 1950s, she found out she had cancer and actually uh, healed herself naturally with uh, juicing fresh wheatgrass. And I don't know if anyone ever had a fresh wheatgrass shot, but let me tell you, that is something else. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's eye-opening. <laughs> it's it opens everything. Um <laughs> so it's just, I mean, wheatgrass, it contains everything, right? From chlorophyll, obviously super high in chlorophyll, contains all essential vitamins and minerals. Um, it's just so powerful. And uh it's basically uh, you use the young grass. A lot of people also always ask wheatgrass, oh, does it contain gluten? It does not contain gluten. So it's a sh- short young grass. You cut it off, so the gluten is actually right under it, so in the germ, so you don't actually have that. Um, and then the powder also, right? It's like it's just the powder form is just a very easy form. If you can grow your own wheatgrass and juice it every day, I'm like, go for it. I don't have the time for it, yeah. <laughs> but if you if you have, do it. Um, and I think there's just like you know, she's just one example, and there's an amazing uh, institute actually for anyone who's going through health issues, and you're just not sure actually where to go and what to do next, I always recommend looking into this. It's called the Hippocrates Health Institute. And they do a fantastic job with uh, eating a lot of sprouts, wheatgrass shots. You actually do wheatgrass wheatgrass enemas. 
Um, and it's, I mean, there are people going there with cancer who kind of just like, with all kinds of illnesses where the medical system, why the Western medical system says we cannot help you anymore. And then they go there and they change the way they eat. And, you know, also other aspects, right? Uh, from massages to colonics to uh, psychotherapy, right? Because a lot of illness also starts with what you think. Um, and they help them. And uh, sometimes they heal. Obviously, not always. It's just, it's just another, for anyone looking for something else and just feel stuck, don't know where to go, check them out. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it at that for wheatgrass, but we all, to really short, we all need more greens, right? Whether it's wheatgrass, whether it's barley grass, let's just all start Moringa. I think is another amazing green out there, uh, which is the leaf of a tree. Um, we just need more greens in our lives and we don't eat enough salads. We don't eat enough greens. And I think the way we live life, we all need more, right? We just, we all need more of everything. Mm -hmm. No, very true. More greens. Um, there's obviously, there's so many different superfoods. I'd love to just ask you about one more, but maybe, um, what is one of your favorites that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, uh, I always love Makashatavari, but we talked about those a little bit. Let's talk about cacao. I think that's a fun one too. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I think cacao is so interesting, uh, because obviously a lot of people eat chocolate and feel very guilty. Right. Because they they eat chocolate and they feel like they're eating something they shouldn't be eating. Um, while there are right a lot in, you know, if you think about the chocolate bars out there, it is really often um the actually the the other stuff that's in there. It's the sugar and the milk that's actually unhealthy. If you look at cacao, right? And the cacao is actually a fruit. Uh cacao fruit has uh beans in there. Uh, surrounded by the fruit. The fruit, you can actually, if you ever see a a fresh pot of cacao, uh, you can actually kind of suck the fruit, which tastes amazing. There is a brand out there now that actually sells cacao fruit water. If you ever see it, it's so good. Um, And then the bean itself, when it's fresh, it's like purple, which a lot of people don't realize. So it's such an, I mean, vibrant, amazing color purple. Uh, So how do you actually come from that to cacao? Right. And that's basically what you do is that you have the cacao pots with the fruit and the beans. They ferment those like in big buckets. You actually ferment that. So the fruit, the taste of the fruit also is determined by whatever other fruit and vegetables you have growing around there. Uh, so that gets kind of observed in the cacao. So therefore also different chocolates taste, can be, taste very different based on the fermentation process, based on, you know, what other crops are actually growing around it. Um And then from there, basically from the fermentation process, you come out with those beans, you dry them, um, you grind them, then you can separate the cacao and the uh, cacao powder and the cacao butter, basically. Um, So that's a short story. And I think the history of cacao is beautiful as well. It was very often used in love ceremonies. And Mm -hmm. often now, right, you hear also about cacao ceremonies, which are very heart opening. And, um, I think cacao also like, I mean, I think women, we have a different relationship with cacao anyways. Yeah, (laughs) potentially. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? But cacao doesn't have to be unhealthy. Um, and so really also for yourself, like really find those, and this goes a little different again, outside the cacao, but really like, it's just find those things you enjoy, right? But if you eat chocolate, try to look for healthier versions. Mm-hmm. Right, like you read the ingredient list, what is actually in this, and there are amazing chocolate bars out there that maybe use a, a coconut sugar, 
uh, with cacao powder, right, and, a, and a cacao butter, and are totally fine. Like, yes, it shouldn't be 100% of your diet, but like actually really add something healthy to your diet if you eat it in a small amount. So I think it's, uh, cacao is very special. It opens your heart, makes you feel really good, actually. It's like a, it's like a feel-good um, superfood. I'm definitely a chocolate lover. Oh, <laughs> and, I am hundred <laughs> percent. And I, I think it's worth mentioning too, is that our taste buds adapt so quickly. So you can start buying higher qualities of chocolate and darker chocolate. And soon you won't even miss the stuff that was loaded with sugar and, and fat and all these different things. Um, we, you, you'll start to crave the healthier versions. And I think just give yourself your body a little bit of time. It's so true. Taste buds are so interesting and they can change so fast. And one of my favorite stories is that we had a customer doing the detox five days of basically whole food plant-based eating. And she was like, I'm going to do it for five days. And on Saturday, I'm going to go to my favorite donut shop and have this donut. She did it. <laughs> Saturday, she says a donut shop. It takes a bite of her donut. And it's like, this is the most disgusting thing I ever tasted. Ooh. Right. So like just in five days, and she was like, you took away the thing that gave me so much joy. I don't like my donut anymore. Um, but it's a good reminder for all of us. It's like what we eat, right? Like take sometimes, and I think doing that once a quarter, uh, it doesn't mean, right? Like a, a detox for me is really a reset. The kind of like say, okay, I'm going to eat very clean, right? No processed food, lower sugar, salt, no alcohol, no caffeine for five, maybe seven days, you know, however you want to do it. And it's so interesting what happens with your taste buds. It's ha- it's interesting to see the emotional patterns you have around food, right? When you're stressed, you keep opening the fridge and those kind of things. So there's so much you can learn and every detox is going to be different, but it's a nice to have that reset. And then the next week where you're then, you know, eating your salad, you're like, actually, I can taste it again. It tastes so good and I'm craving it again. Um, so it's, it's, and we all need those sometimes. I think mm-hmm. like, you know, life happens and it's good to just kind of, pause and do those things. And I think it's the food is one part of it, but then suddenly it trickles down to everywhere else in your life too. Yeah, no, exactly. And you're in your book, your super life, you talk about this potential deep talks program people can try if they want, right? Yeah. And we have actually, so in the book itself with the recipes that we have in here, we created a meal plan to do like your own detox for seven days as well, just with the recipes in the book. Um, so like it's there and, but that might happen, right? If you change mm-hmm. your diet and you suddenly cut out caffeine, you cut out processed sugar and you cut, you know, you cut some of those things out. Like, yeah, you might get a headache on day two and three, and it might not feel super nice for a couple of days. But then if you come out on the other end and you're suddenly like, oh, I feel so good. I didn't know I could feel this good. Um, and that's where we want to get you. Right. And you can obviously go through that in a slower process and slowly start switching things out. Or you're like, Hey, I'm just ready to just do this reset and just like get there. That's, I might have to try it. I consume way too much caffeine. I'll admit I'm pretty good for everything else, but it's the caffeine that gets me. But, (laughs) um, so also in the book, I know you talk about the three pillars of superfood eating. Would you be able to just briefly go over these three pillars? And I understand this is kind of like the foundation that your book is built upon. Yeah. So how, how we basically broke it down is that food should be, we call it your super way of eating healthy, easy, and delicious. Um, so healthy meaning, right. A lot of the things we already talked about, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whole food plant-based, uh, eating a lot of different types of plants. Uh, whereas, and I won't go for all the details, but just on a high level, um, easy meaning 
hey, it doesn't have to be so difficult. Let's focus on, you know, 20 minute meals and just like really keeping it super simple. Um, and where delicious goes into, right, where we just talked about, you can still eat cacao and like really about enjoying what you eat. It's so, so important um, to not feel guilty, but right, if you eat something, to just also really eat things you love and to just really enjoy it. Cool. Um, and I think something worth mentioning here too is a lot of times when people want to get healthier, this usually for some people means losing a little bit of weight and people instantly start thinking about calories and tracking calories. And I think you have a different approach than this. And I would love to hear it. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of uh, not counting calories, (laughs) but counting plants. Right. Like if you if you think about it, right, if you see a product, you can count. you have the calories on there, the sugars, the protein, the fats. Um, I think, first of all, just start reading the ingredient list. Mm-hmm. Skip this table, read the ingredient list. I think it's so much more important. Um, what are you actually putting into your body? What are you eating? Do you know what these things mean on the label? If not, Google it. Right. And then make a conscious decision for yourself. Do you want to eat this? Yes or no? Um, and then I think the, the counting plans really comes from like, Hey, we all don't eat enough fruit and vegetables. Um, we don't eat enough of a variety. So like, if you want to count something, go count how many different plants are you actually eating? Are you eating enough fruit and vegetables? Yes or no. I think some people are a little competitive with this and they like a target and a number. (laughs) So if you, if you had to like put out a number, how many plants should people aim for in like a day or a week? Yeah. So in a week, they actually, there's a study out there that recommends 30 different plants. 30 Uh, in a day? No, no, no. In a week. In a week, week, 30 different plants, right? So that's really the number for like the the variety of Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the, the amount is going to be different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because some people eat more than other people. And I think also for all of us, some days you're going to eat more, whereas other days you might eat a little bit less because I think just to learn to listen to your own body again, right. And that's not easy, right? Because I think mm-hmm. we have been taught we're like, this is how you should be eating. This is what it is. And always the external telling you what to do, right? But I'm like a huge fan where it's like, hey, can you actually tune in and to like listen again of like, what is it actually that I need? And some days you might just be more hungry and need something more. And then there are days out there where you maybe eat a little bit less. Um, So I think it's just like trust, you know, trust to trust yourself and like learn to listen to that inner voice and your body actually that is really trying to speak to you because all our bodies are trying to tell us something even when you're sick it's trying to tell you something right so it's it's important to build up that relationship again yeah our bodies have a remarkable ability of knowing what we need and how much we need and if you really think about it like the it's incredible we are able to maintain our weight so consistently like over years and I don't know if, if our bodies were even off by like 10 calories a day, that would account to like massive changes in weight over years. And yet it doesn't. So just trusting your hunger hormones, your satiety hormones, I think can go a long way. Yeah. And also not all calories are created equal. Mm, Yeah. Very true. (laughs) Right. No, because it's so interesting. We are like, people talk about calories. I'm like, you're going to tell me that a hundred calories of banana is the same as a hundred calories of pop tarts. Like, I don't know how I picked top pop tarts but like <laughs> yeah just let's just think about it for a second that's not the same thing right like it's it comes with so many you know different aspects of like what are you actually eating and i think that's that's where we should start focusing on is the first it's just like like how many calories it's like no what are you actually eating if you're eating things that actually grow in nature like mm-hmm. your your body is going to know what to do with it 
Yeah. So I really love how that's the, I guess the foundation of your book and all these recipes just made with nourishing foods. I have to ask, do you have a favorite recipe or one that I know you probably don't have one favorite, but what is one recipe like people should check out for sure? Uh, I don't have one favorite recipe that would be very hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was an unfair question. <laughs> I'm like, how would I choose between the hundred? Um, no, I mean, there's just like some, like one is like a very simple one that I love. It's just like a tomato tofu platter. And it's so simple. Um, it's almost like your mozzarella, you know, yeah. uh, tomato platter, but just different. Um, and I think another piece that I always love doing, it's just like a lot of one pot meals, especially for dinner. Um, so whether that's like a one pot curry or just maybe making a quick stir fry. Um, so that's a lot of, you don't, you won't find in my book, like a main dish and then all the side dishes, like we're not doing this. It's more just like, this is your meal. We're just throwing it all together. There you, there you go. Um, so yeah, no, I don't, I don't have a favorite one, but I would love for everyone to order the book and tell me what your favorite is. <laughs> no perfect and um i will definitely link to the book below in the show notes as well and it it's released april 18th that's april 18th yeah so it's already there for pre-order your super life book it's there for pre-order and basically you can get it anywhere where you get your book right so from Mm -hmm. amazon that you mentioned but also bookshop books a million burns and nobles like basically whenever you would get the book um and the superfoods are optional, uh, but like our mixes are on yoursuper.com and you can find me on Instagram at Crystal and Michael. Um, so yeah, right. I, uh, yeah, I hope link. people are going to say hi. <laughs> I, uh, I'm definitely following you now and I'll link to everything below in the show notes. Um, just b- before I let you go, I always just like to ask, is there any like one thing that you'd like people to take away from this conversation or maybe something I didn't ask you that I should have asked you like any lasting thoughts? Yeah. Um, I think the one, the one thing would be, uh, I mean, I have so many things to share, but I think the one thing is just to really, after a conversation, just to trust yourself, learn to listen to your own intuition again. Um, because there's a lot of noise out there and a lot of people telling you what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, whether it's about your diet or about your life for that matter. And, um, you know, you already know. And if you, you know, sometimes just like take a step back, pause, you know, create some silence and and learn to listen to your gut feeling. It's such an overused old term of like, oh, I have this gut feeling, but like your gut is really speaking to you. And, um, you know, we all have that intuition and learn, you know, learn to trust it um, because it's really powerful if you do. And I've learned, I feel sometimes the hard way. Um, where like my gut was saying something, even if you think about building a company, right? And hiring Mm -hmm. people and on paper, everything looks so great. But then my gut feeling said something else, but then I didn't, I was listening to my head, (laughs) right? And then it's suddenly like, instead of my heart and my gut was still saying something else. And I've learned every single time I didn't listen. It didn't work out actually, right? So just, I think, uh, whether that's your diet, whether that's for your life, it's it's very powerful to, to learn to listen to it again. Thank you so much for that. I think that's a perfect place to end off here. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to read the book and try some recipes. And yeah, congratulations again. I can only imagine how much work went into that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. And I hope it was valuable to you. Please remember to check out the show notes for all the resources mentioned and links to connect with our guest. If you would like to support what I'm doing, the best way to help me grow the show is to subscribe, of course, but also share it with your friends and family or on social media. 
If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can also leave a five-star review and or a comment. A special thank you, as always, to Tyler Gatto for composing the theme music for the podcast and to Wyatt Pavlik for the excellent audio engineering each and every episode. So until next time, keep training hard, keep eating plants, and take care.